everyone. Thank you for jumping on to this week's episode of Weathering the Market. I'm meteorologist Kaylee Carey. And I'm meteorologist Dion DeLeo. And today we're going to talk about something that is kind of, it's it's going on. It's already starting to build and we're continuing to see it. Model run to model run. It has been consistent. And what is it? Take it away, Dion. Uh, the heat wave. Yes. And where's this heat wave? Where's it going to be <laughs> impacting? Where's it coming in from? So we're actually noticing um, this building heat wave that's forming across portions of the northern plains and kind of gradually spreading a little bit into the uh, western Midwest. Yes, very the much. Corn Belt, yeah. Yes, and the Canadian prairies as well. And we're looking oh, at, right, yes, Friday, June 4th, we're looking at temperatures in the 90s. Very, very, very high for this time of year for that part of the country. Yes, and so something that these warm, or I'm, I'm going to call it hot, I think it's, I think, it exceeds warm in my in my book well, for this time of it, year. It definitely, yeah, it definitely is uh, is hot for, for that part of the country. That's for sure. And I think <laughs> I think the hard part with this is that the weather's been yo-yoing up there. When I say that, I mean that we have seen temperatures. I mean, they just hit freezing about a you know week and a half weekish ago. Yeah. And then now yeah. we're seeing these excess, which is hard on the winter wheat as well. And then that's when right. you toss in these above average temperatures, what does that mean? What is that going to imply? Well, I mean, I think I think it, at uh, at this stage, obviously, it's going to be stressful on on the wheat as as we're moving into parts of parts of the uh, of the stages in winter wheat where you know they're getting ready for harvesting. So dryer is good essentially, but too hot could really dry things out too much. So basically, what we're saying is it implies bad. Yeah. Well, I yes. guess yeah. <laughs> That's basically yeah. it. Maybe maybe I'm getting a lot of myself. Yeah. Let's just we'll let Larry way. handle the technical issues, but um, Very well, basically it implies bad, not good, not good at all. <laughs> not not good but I mean, before all of this started taking place, and this was a, 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 by May 23rd, still 67% of the nation's winter wheat was headed, and which was one percentage point ahead of the previous year, and about just two points-ish behind the five-year average, so not too bad. And also on May 23rd, we are still seeing 47% of the 2021 winter wheat crop in good to excellent condition, so which is just one percentage point below the previous week and seven points below this same time last year. So let's keep in mind, Kansas is the largest winter wheat producing state with 55% of the winter wheat crop already being rated good to excellent condition. So that's kind of where we're standing as before we had, we went into that frost and before we're heading into these warmer temperatures. And so it'll just be interesting to see how the market's gonna react to this huge heat wave coming. That's right. You know, I think it's it's important to note that after a big cool down, especially when, in the, when wheat is in the heading state, the last thing it needs is a quick snap back to hot temperatures. That's not, you know, it, you could uh, you could really have um, cause some damage to wheat, you know, with, with that with that quick turnaround of temperatures like that. This will be a very interesting, a very interesting few days, actually, as things begin to unfold and we begin to see whether whether or not these temperatures actually make it that high. There is a positive side to these higher temperatures, though, and that is the fact that and um, we talked we touched on this a little bit last week is that we still have that gap between the Sonoran Heat Ridge and the Bermuda High, and that's allowing for all that tropical moisture to funnel in not only to Texas because we are dealing with a lot of rain down here. Temperatures actually cooler than what they're going to be seeing <laughs> up north and in the midwest i've been enjoying it i'm not going to complain but the positive with the uh, above average temperatures is that 
there's enough heat and humidity building up in areas, say, in the Dakotas and Nebraska and even the prairies that rain chances are anticipated to increase. And that's just because temperatures are going to be getting warm enough. There's enough instability in the air and that there's enough precipit or there's enough moisture supplied at the upper levels due to this gap between the two ridges that we could be seeing some storms fire off up there, which is a necessity at this point Absolutely. if you're in North Dakota. Right, exactly. So, at this point, because you're, you're, it's, that, it's that bad, it's pretty much a need. It's yes. A need every little bit they can, you know. Yes. So, and the, you know, models are hinting at they could be looking at some storm development over the weekend. So, fingers crossed if you're in North Dakota, I guess. Or do yeah. your rain dance, whatever <laughs> works best. Whatever works best, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, that's it for now from us. We're going to go ahead and toss it over to Larry to give us an idea of what the implications could be on winter wheat in the market. Thanks for joining. Hello, this is Larry Heitkamper, the president of Minuteman Weather. To add on to what Kelly and Dion had to say, as far as the market impacts, let's get wheat out of the way first. As I mentioned, the winter wheat heading is moving along fairly well. Wheat is mainly sensitive to dryness more than heat, so and in some extent to, to wetness in the eastern belt. If it gets too wet, they will have feed quality wheat, but that's self-red wheat. But so far, the crop is uh, probably above average in the eastern belt, uh, the winter wheat, and slightly below average in the western plains, which is a recovery because it looked earlier like uh, we may have some serious problems in places like Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas, but They've recovered quite quite well, and they'll produce a, an average, maybe slightly below average crop. Now, turning attention to the spring wheat, one thing we learned this year was dryness does not slow planting. It was quite dry in the northern plains, but they still went ahead and, and planted uh, and planted ahead of normal in both North Dakota and the southern provinces of Canada, prairie provinces. So now we, we wait and see what uh, happens with the crop. It's still pretty dry up there. There are going to be, as I said, some chances of rain. The models have been kind of wiggly on that, but we'll see how that evolves. But right now, the crop is in. It's emerging, and it's starting its vegetative growth stage without super serious stress, but it's certainly not in good condition. And the winter wheat in the northern plains is, is probably the worst wheat, uh, winter wheat that we have. But that's a small, small percentage of production, normally less than, than 5 to 10%. Okay, enough said for wheat. The main game is going to turn here to corn as we go into June and we get into the pre-pollination period. Corn planting was on average about seven days ahead of normal this year. And market participants are starting to monitor heat. And we do see, as they said, uh, Kaylee and Dion said, we see some heat building in the Western Belt. So we have to, we have to monitor that closely. It looks like in the east we'll have, uh, you know, enough adequate rainfall right now to keep the crop in, in pretty good shape uh, with temperatures in the upper 80s, which probably won't cause much damage. Uh, normally in corn, you're looking at daytime highs above 95 and uh, nighttime lows above 75 to cause damage. And, you know, we're going to come close to those thresholds in the western belt, probably not in the eastern belt. And again, this is going to become a weather market. We really believe that. We're not just saying that because of our business, but we believe it'll be a weather market starting, if not now, uh, very soon, certainly by June 10th or so, where we'll start hanging our hat on every weather forecast. I might add before I go off the air here that, you know, the models have been really erratic, I guess is a good word, or flip-flopping, and it's been tough to get a, a handle on the longer-term outlook, but as to the best of our ability, it looks like the eastern belt will have adequate rainfall as we go into the key pollination period. The western belt's where the threat will be. 
when I say Western Belt, I mean Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, Missouri, Kansas, those areas. All right, that's it for today. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Weathering the Market. We love sharing all this information with you guys. And if you didn't already know, we work for a company called Minuteman Weather, which provides a full range of energy and agricultural weather services. If you would like to sign up for a free trial or request more information, check us out at MinutemanWeather.com. We'll be back next Wednesday. Thanks.